What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Because as you mentioned, our skin is our largest organ. And what we put on our skin is being absorbed in our body. And if you use something for 10, 15, 20 years, it's going to have an adverse effect on your body at one point. More more than likely it will. It's episode 170 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's, it. it's Mark and Rick. We're just going to be talking. We have some stories, and I have something else that I want to ask Rick about that he doesn't know, and we're going to talk about it. And But the first, Rick, the first, yes. Yes. I want to ask you a series of yes or no questions, and I want you to okay. answer. By the way, oh. I'm not coming in as crystal clear as we normally do. Uh, uh, we're having some laptop issues. I don't have it right now, so that's why. Stupid laptop. You're issues. wondering what my, my my crystal clear, beautiful broadcast quality voice is. It's not here. Speaking of that, before I get to my yesterday questions, uh, I got you know I, I sent you the Keyshawn video. I got all my safe tape stuff downloaded as like digitally, and I uploaded them all to my iMovie. But the audio is not great. It's got like the the interviews of me and Dirk, me and Jerry Stackhouse. Uh, Marquise Daniels, Dirk this is Mark talking about Mark talking about his like former TV days. He's managed to digitize all of that stuff. Yeah, so they've been sitting in my closet for twelve years, and and now it's like how did you that? By the way, do what? You do? Oh, I took him to how this. Did you digit- there's this place in town called In Touch or Studio Magic. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I just took it in there. And they uh, they like download it now. The audio is bad on on a lot of the tapes, and so like I already paid, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, actually, the audio is really bad, and I already paid like quite a lot of money for this. Uh, we need to make this right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm kind of getting screwed at still. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So hopefully, I didn't say the name right, so uh, <laughs> no one will know what I'm talking about. They're gonna make it right. I'm sure they will. Um, yes or no? Rick, do you care about your 
your car that you drive? Uh, no. Well, uh, yes, in that I require it to take me back and forth to work. But like, do I care about it? Like, if somebody dings, no, that's at the what I mean. Store? I mean, do you do you hold it in high regard? Uh, no, more I more than like a pencil. Is it yes. more useful than a pencil? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Do you have insurance for your car? Yes. Do you hold your house more valuable than a let's say um, a lid to a candle? Yes, that's a weird <laughs> item. Yeah. Do you, do you have insurance for your house? Yes, of course I do. Do you hold your life more valuable than, say, a wrapper to like a like a food bar? <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yes, I do hold my life more valuable than a food wrapper. Then why wouldn't you have Health IQ, Rick? Health insurance, life insurance. Health IQ is an insurance company. <laughs> is very proud to bring you this announcement. Health IQ is an insurance company. That helps health conscious people like you, people that care about their health, they care about eating, sleeping, moving, and managing stress like humans, they help you get lower rates on your life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash simplyhuman to support the show and see if you qualify. And now people like set their personal record for pull ups today. I'm just gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. That's what I was gonna talk okay. about. We're going to get leaving there. the specific number out because it's embarrassing. No, it's yes. not, but we will talk about that and I'm very excited. Okay. But first, if yes, first. there's a chance that no one will ever hear this because if you, if there's a realistic chance because <laughs> no one will actually listen. <laughs> Dylan will listen. <laughs> Dylan listens every week. He always texts me like, Hey, that was funny. Or like he liked your, uh, cat scan lab report joke. Thank you. Which I have told a few times. Um, I knew that you would. What? You hear that? Well, do you hear that? Listen. What? Can you hear that? I was like scratching my neck and it was making this really weird hollow like cave noise. That was weird. What's the matter? Sorry. Okay. So... (laughs) The chance there's a chance that no one will hear this because if you don't abide by the rules that we have already discussed, I will nix this segment. Okay. I have agreed to your uh, rule. Uh, I have agreed to your rule. Hang on. <laughs> okay. I thought my, my one of my dumb beagles was whining. I thought maybe my son was up. Okay. I have a friend. And he's gonna just remain my friend, okay? But first of all, let us clarify for the record. This is not me. You are not not talking about me. This is my friend. It's a friend. All I will say is my friend in Abilene. That's all I'm going to say. That's all we're going to. It's the only identification we're going to give this friend. Okay? (laughs) So I have this friend. And we, and when I say we, I mean my wife and my three children and I went to uh, out in the country, we have a little house out in the country on some land, and it's fun to shoot guns and to to run around on tractors. So, 
What? Great. What? Shooting guns. Yeah, it's terrific. If there's a snake, you shoot it in the face or the knee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know his knee. What movie is that from? I don't know. You remember that from uh, I'm the, not good at the, the water boy, Adam Sandler, whenever they're eating snake and uh, the coach is oh, like, what it. part of the snake is this? And she's like, I don't know his knee. <laughs> anyway, so um, we don't like to travel with our dogs because we hate them. And so we prefer to just leave them at home. The problem with that is you need someone to come by and check on them. So we'll leave we'll leave like the doggy door open and we'll leave the kennel like pressed up against the doggy door so they can get inside but only into their kennel like to sleep or whatever and there's a and you don't we, want them to have free reign over the house no, while you're gone right. because there'll be hair everywhere chaos. and it'll yeah it'll be crazy but there's, as we've established you can't have jackson come over and check on your dog <laughs> so we know and they will like dump like a gallon of urine into like a four square inch spot on the carpet and it will soak all the way down through the foundation to the, the Earth's dirt core, the yeah. So it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it is safe to say that my friend is not Jackson. We can we can rule him right. out of the three and a half not billion me. men. It's not Jackson. So there's two. There's still three point four nine billion possibilities. Maybe less than that. Who's counting? Your math is off. That's a off. Okay, so. So we leave the dogs outside with plenty of water, and I leave food out for the people to come check on them. They can fill up their food. If they need to fill up water, there's a hose. They're fine. It's a, it's a beautiful weather. They're dogs. It's wait, fine. Wait, you said the, you said, oh, hang on. You said the people. It, who, whoever it is. It's, 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 a, it's, sometimes it's my neighbor. Sometimes it's a, another friend. Like It's just whoever is, okay. is going to come check on these, these dogs, right, who are ruining our lives. Yes. So I... Um, secured the volunteerism what? of a friend to come and check on the dogs. We left on Friday, so we left water and food for them, so we needed somebody to come by on Saturday to check on them. This friend of mine uh, had a friend with him, his very special friend of his, and they went to a mm-hmm. restaurant called Cracker Barrel. Um, and this friend must have eaten, oh, I don't know, I would guess no less than a dozen biscuits and gravy. And had, a, <laughs> as is this friend's custom, and he had an episode at the Cracker Barrel. A bathroom Ooh, ep- a bathroom episode, much not unlike the uh, Taco Bell manager <laughs> from... <laughs> from from our home movie, <laughs> I need a bathroom break <laughs> right now. The, ta- the taco manager who who told the story and said that was the worst diarrhea I done never had. I done never had. <laughs> well, Alan, Alan. Oh, I just realized Alan his name was cow- Alan. Alan the cowboy, which is kind of funny because Alan is kind of a different joke with us now. So he has this episode. And and thinks it's over. Well, the Cracker Barrel is close to our house. My my friend and his friend came over to check on the dogs, and I had told them text me when you get there because I'm gonna I'm gonna undo the alarm. So you, if you want to go in the house, you can. You don't have to go in the house to check on the dogs, but if you want to, shoot me a text and I'll un I'll disarm and you can go in. 
So we're not at the place as we like. like you don't have like a key, do you not have like a keypad that they can punch in? Um, the code? Yeah, I guess. Oh, my, speaking of stupid beagles, I, one of them's outside. One of them, Rudy, is outside. Just he's deaf and he's just baying at nothing. He is dying. Man, I thought he was dead last week. I was so excited. Um, don't say that. Sorry. Can I not say that? <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, there is a keypad. That was, that's probably, and the funny thing is like the keypad to like the garage door opener is like the same. It's like part of the same number as like the disarm keypad. So, all this could have been avoided is this, is what I'm trying to get at. So I come in from playing outside. You know, the, the kids have these little play electric four-wheelers, and we had other, f- like, friends out there with us, and there were kids, and there was kids everywhere, and we were trying to – we were just having fun, going on hikes and all this stuff. Well, I come inside, and I look at my phone, and there's, like, 47 <laughs> text messages from my, my friend. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on, you know? So I open it up, and it's like – Disarm, disarm, disarm. Where are you? Disarm, please, disarm. Hurry, disarm, please, quick, disarm. Like that thing. And it's been like 30 minutes, you know? And I'm like, oh, geez. What, what must have happened? So this is what happened. So my friend and his friend come to my house, and my friend was having a repeat attack, an indigestion attack, and was thinking, I'm going to get to go into like this house and go to the bathroom. Well, yeah, I can hold it until I get over there right. and then I'll get in and it's do kinda, my thing. And it's, it. and it's kind of like, and you know, when you, when you get close, your body just starts to let go. Kind of like when you broke the key off in the keyhole. <laughs> <laughs> That's still <laughs> one of my favorite stories. Um, and it's like, okay, we're getting close. Well, I wasn't answering, wasn't answering, not disarming. They don't know the code. They're going to set the alarm off. So I almost just gave away the identity just then. So my friend... Mm-hmm realizes that his only option, I guess, was not to get back in the car and go to an an establishment with a public restroom. He goes into my backyard. Dicey proposition. That can be a dicey proposition. Yeah, yeah. Leans up against the fence. Ugh. And just... does a Mark Rogers. (laughs) Just (laughs) diarrhea's all over my backyard. (laughs) Anyone wants to hear the story besides me? <laughs> well, what, our entire audience is like, oh, all right, Mark. yeah, we're done enough. here. So, well, when I hear the story, this is the funny part. I hear the story, like the details. It was like Sunday night. By the time I finally like heard the whole story, I hung up with my friend, and before I put my phone down, I dialed your number, and you answered, and you were with, and you were with Rob, your brother. Simply Human Zone. I was, and I told you guys the story, and we all just had a, quite the laugh. And I just, I can't imagine. Now, I will say this: I think I've told this story before when I was mowing yards with my dad growing up. That I had like I needed to go, and the lady we were mowing her yard like wasn't home, and I took a dump yes. <laughs> in the backyard, and like my dad was thinking it would be like like you know like a dog poop, just like, but it was like all runny and. <laughs> <laughs> he like I remember just like I just put like a rock on it like this big rock and it didn't even like cover it up and and he like had to come like 
was it white like one of those white dog turds you'll see every now and then? Like no. your stepbrother <laughs> lick the white dog turd. <laughs> oh, so I couldn't get super mad at my friend because he who is without sin throw the first stone. So I like I have pooped in a backyard before, so I can't get super mad. My wife was oh, not Now you guys do like do you guys do like the secret handshake now <laughs> that you, you know, hey, pooping in the backyard? Oh, what was oh, it? Man. Whenever we were talking to that one guy about a fecal transplant, <laughs> we were talking about how does that work? You just like <laughs> pull your pants down and put your butt up against the other guy's butt and just start pooping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got to suck in <laughs> while I go out. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, in other news, I talked. To, I talked to a friend of mine who works in an ER. He's not a doctor. He's like an ad, admin or whatever. And there was a guy that came in a couple years ago with one of those like pro like um, what are they called? Portable propane tanks. You know, like you. It's one of the smaller ones yeah. that one of those stuck up his bottom. What? And I was like, well, no, no, no. That, there's like no tapering to that. He was like, look, I don't know what to tell you, but it was up there. And and we were laughing because it's okay. like, well, we were laughing. I don't know I, I believe that. Well, so we were laughing because it's like, okay, what do you say? Like, oh, I was camping and I was like taking the poop and I just squatted down and I didn't even see it. Like, is it that or... I mean, I- to defense on stuff stuck up your butt at the ER is almost always I tripped and fell, or like I got out of the shower and I tr- and I slipped and I fell. Yeah, fell. Yeah. yeah, and but then the other the other funny thing we came up with was like, what if the guys like, man, this is gonna be like the biggest like lit fart of all time. <laughs> it's just you're gonna light the propane tank on fire while you farted, but that would kill you. Don't try that. Don't try that at home. That would. I think it would kill, if you blew up a propane bottle that was stuck up your butt, that would kill you, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I think. <laughs> let's tr- let's try it. Episode one seventy one. We're gonna light a light a propane tank that we stick up Rick's butt. <laughs> what I believe is that this the concept of doing this show has not devolved into you and I basically doing like jackass style videos. Oh, I know. Well, I will say this. Like, I can't- We've we've managed to keep it on the rails so <laughs> sort long of. of like kind of health and wellness related, but kind of not really. <laughs> Have you seen Impractical Jokesters or Jokers, or whatever it's called? I have not. Okay, it's on True TV. I don't have cable, so I just have seen this. Apparently, it's a thing, and everyone knows about it. It's these like four friends that just like play jokes on each other, and if you like. If you lose of this bed or you don't do this, you, they make you do this. And like one of the episodes is like they're like feeding lines to this guy who's like sitting on like the fifth row of a major league baseball game, and they like they're like telling him things to stand up and chant, right? And he it's like the most wheels off thing. It's actually really funny. And this other one that I saw was, and I could see like you, me, and Jackson. Like how come, how did we not think of this? It's like they this guy had to do this PowerPoint presentation in front of this like college class. But like he didn't know what slide was gonna was gonna come up next, you know. And, and okay, so, I've got a I've got a good story about this. By okay, the way, continue okay. your story. Well, that was it. I mean, it's just like so. This guy has to sit there and like act like he knows what he's talking about, and then okay, we'll see. Obviously, uh, uh, and then like one of the things was like farts 
or science or something. And he had like, well, you see, this is, uh, you know, and it's just, they're all like dying laughing in like the green room, whatever. But what's your story? So, uh, many, many years ago, uh, when I was still a policeman who wore a uniform, we went to an alarm in the middle of the night. It was me and my, my, my best friend Colt. Uh, we went to, Wait, you're, you're what? And, I'm sorry, uh, you're what? My best friend, Colt. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was waiting. I was hoping you would catch that. Oh, oh. My other best friend, <laughs> Colt. Gee. So we go into this alarm building, and it's a Montessori school. And every they have all of these, like, miniature water fountains, like, for like little tiny top, like two, two and three year old. Uh, I mean, these things are, but, and it was, they were so small. It was funny. So we clear the alarm. It was just a false alarm or whatever. And so we, we you know, part of that is you walk around the building and check it to make sure walk the inside of it. Cause they had forgotten to shut a door. And so we're inside the building walking around. Well, I had taken, uh, well, I say I Colt had taken a funny picture of me on, they had this toilet that I promise you, this toilet was like, one-fifth of the normal size of a toilet. It was like a <laughs> miniature baby toilet. And, it's, of course... I think I... Uh, I yes, I, I think I've seen on, this picture. It's, yeah. it's just, just a ridiculous picture because this toilet is like like six inches tall. I look like a giant. And that's the funny part of the picture. And so we take this picture and we show it to some of our friends and we all had a good life. Ha, 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 Bentley's an idiot. Well, uh, fast forward like five years... I teach a class uh, to every officer in the department about how to deal with like mental health response and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, this class uh, took a lot to prepare. There's like uh, 500 slides. Uh, I've probably taught it about 40 times. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's a pretty involved class. Well, unbeknownst to <laughs> I me, I think I know where uh, this is going. Simply, yeah. Simply. Oh, Kyle, uh, Kyle C, who's been on the show before, a noted prankster. Uh, during one of the bathroom breaks, inserted that picture in the middle of the presentation. Oh, man. And so he sent me the video the other day, and I got to send it to you because it's really, really funny. So I'm clicking the slides, and at this point, I've taught this class probably 20 to 25 times. I I know what's coming next. I mean, I, I got good at teaching it because I, you know, I could, you know, segue from one slide to another. So I would, I hit the clicker and I would, I was going on to the next point and everyone just starts laughing. And I look up at the screen and it's the picture <laughs> sitting on the miniature field. And just with strain, like great, like, ah! like a strained look on my face, like dumb and dumber. It was really, really funny. It was one of the funniest things I've ever been a part of is when that came up and I had, zero answer for it i had nothing yeah i i was like you know what you got me that yeah. was good well that's the... have a good laugh let's all bring it back down and that's what that's what's great is that uh is that you just like went with it like you know like there are people in the world quite a lot of people in the if world so... that would get really mad at something like that yeah if somebody gets me man you got me the other day i had to take my police car to the shop uh because the radio needed to be re- reprogrammed and i brought it in and the uh, the guy, the shop guy, was like, "Hey, uh, that Manila folder right over there on the table. Just uh, open that up and, and sign in for me if you don't mind." And I was like, "Okay." So I opened the folder, and there was like a plastic roach uh, attached to a piece of fishing line. So when you open the folder, this like roach jumps. falls across there. And man, it scared the s out of me. And I was like, ah! and I'm like, like grabbing for the gun, and all of these guys in the garage just started yeah. howling. And I was like. 
You got me. Yeah. That was good. That was very, very well done. Thank you, sir. God, I'm trying to think. Jen has done that to me before, like gotten me where you're just like, <sighs> like you do something totally stupid in your response and you just all you can do is like kind of tip your hat at I'm like, well, that was a good one. Um. Okay, so quickly, I'm going to run get my charger because my computer is about to die, but I want you to set up the pull-up thing. I want you to tell everyone what five years ago what your what your pull-up status was, and I'll be right back. Okay, so <clears throat> my pull-up status has always been uh, poor to none. Uh, I didn't ever focus a ton on upper body strength. In fact, I wasn't actually like a regular, very, very regular weightlifter until the last few years uh, because of Mark. But uh, <clears throat> I, in 2000 and... Nine, I think it was, I tore up one of my shoulders uh, doing an obstacle course. And uh, instead of have opting for the full reconstruction, I just did like they went in and scoped it. Basically like, hey, listen, the full reconstruction is like six months of recovery. Scoping it is like uh, three weeks to a month. Uh, I opted to do that. And so I have like some lingering pain still on that shoulder. I'm back. Start over. Full just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, thanks. Idiot. <laughs> So I, I still have full range of motion at the shoulder, and so uh, in the gym I would try to do stuff, and it would uh, it would be a little bit sore, it would hurt, it wouldn't move right, and so instead of just like, hey, I'm gonna work, you know, focus on building strength in the joint and all this and that, I just kind of ignored it. I was like, well, I I don't want to do overhead press because that hurts my shoulder, and that's kind of a dumb thing to do. Well, uh, Mark and I were talking about it oh, about like. Maybe this time last year, maybe like 18 months ago, yeah. something like that. Mark is like, we had actually just had Kate, uh, Kate Gallien, yep, yep. who was probably very embarrassed to be associated with us. We had just had her on, and she was talking about the benefits of just hanging, just like grabbing a pull-up bar and hanging, how that's good for your shoulders. And Mark and I were talking about that. Uh, and he was like, you know what? You should really that, – that would probably help some of your shoulder problems. And I was like, I ah, know, but it's probably, it probably hurts. And Mark's like, well, I mean, you need to <clears> – <throat> The, the, the wise strategy is to build strength back up in that joint and uh, and it'll function better. And so Mark kind of prescribed for me, like I couldn't, because I had done nothing for my shoulders and really like that kind of movement in a really long time, I couldn't do any pull-ups at all. Well, Mark uh, prescribed for me, uh, like would you call them eccentric movements? Right. Is that right, yes. Mark? Yes, in the eccentric pull-up, which is kind of counterintuitive because – the eccentric phase is when gravity is winning, and so the, it's the lowering phase of the pull-up. So you're not actually pulling up, right? But you're doing you're only slowly, slowly lowering, lowering. yourself down. And yeah. when I started doing those, I could do like three, and it was like uh, the third one was very shaky. Well, I got to where I could do several of those, and so, and they they were a pretty regular part of my gym routine until maybe like maybe like two three months ago, something like that. And I don't know why I took them out. I just started doing other stuff. Well, just kind of on a lark today because I, like I said, that's not been a part of my uh, my routine. Today I had leg day, but for some reason I just had it in my mind. Oh, I'm going to grab this pull-up bar and see what I can do. And I set my personal, personal. all-time record for pull-ups. And I was like, oh my God. And so I grabbed my phone and I did, I texted Mark, but I texted him uh, like I do when I have a, an accomplishment that I would like to tell him about, which... Uh, in the weight room has been a lot lately because I've been making a lot of pretty good strides. Uh, but I texted him, 
I, all immediately, quick, rapid-fire succession. Well, Mark, I had 16 Mark, messages Mark. from Rick, and I was like, I just looked at my phone. Like, good grief. <laughs> they were all in rapid-fire succession, and how it goes is I just text his name. I say, Mark, 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 well, Mark, like 10 times. And then I go to all caps, Mark, like three or four times. And then I go to Mark. M-A-A-A-A-A-R-R-R-R. March and then K and then the last one is like Mark M M and then like seven lines of A's and then RK (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I set him I was like I just did I just set my all-time record for pull-ups and he was like good job and I was like wait a minute stupid idiot I didn't take a video to prove it and so I went back over to the bar and set up my video camera and I did it again. Again, very impressive. Video proof, and I sent it to Mark, and I felt extremely accomplished. Yeah. I also sent it to my brother, who we were talking about pull-ups last time we were talking. Well, so. a couple, so a couple things uh, on your on your pull-ups. Uh, yes, you could have done more, and I told you this, but you you pull up and you come all the way down and completely like dead hang and then start over, which is like the hardest way. That's like doing hand release push-ups or when you like, when you come all the way down to the ground, like lift your hands up off the ground, like completely start doing like a, a completely, like a complete stop deadlift. So like you pull the weight I, up. I see, people, I see people at the gym every, well, not at my gym because no one works out where I work at it. But like I've seen people before in the gym and they're doing like half or three quarter pull-ups and doing a whole bunch of them, but they just look stupid to yeah. me. Like if you're going to do a pull-up, just do a real all the way pull-up right. to me. There's no, like, unless yeah. you're in like a pull-up contest or something and you need to do like a half yeah. pull-up, then you can do that. But for the most other part, just like do a full range of motion. And the other thing is, and I've talked about this before, is that a lot of people, you know, like, like what is the health measure? Is it cholesterol? Is it weight? Is it how fast you can run a mile? There's all these different things. Is it how many calories you eat? And like, I kind of boiled it down and I, and I, I wrote a blog post about this years ago, I don't know, probably three or four years ago. And I stand by it, um, today. Like I, I haven't, I haven't, uh, uh, faltered on this belief that a good, maybe the best measure of health is how many pull-ups you can do because it tells you two things. It tells you that, that you're at a, at a healthy body weight and that's not like weight yes. isn't everything, but there is like, you can be at an unhealthy body weight. Like that's a fact. Um, so it tells me that you're at a, at a reasonably healthy body weight and that you are strong. So think about the two, the two types of people that can't do pull-ups. Let's say you're super strong, but you weigh like 450 pounds, right? And you're like, you're not strong enough to lift your own weight. That's probably an issue. And let's say that you're like super skinny and you're running all the time, but you have no muscle strength and you, you can't, you don't have the strength to pull yourself up one time. That's also an issue. Um, so like you think about like the healthiest people that you can think of, like gymnasts or Olympians, they can all do like, like military people. I mean, in the, probably in the 20 to 30 range, dead hang pull-ups. And so to me, if you want to like be strong and be healthy, like how many pull-ups can you do? And if you can't do one, that's okay. Just start with the eccentric stuff that, that I prescribed and yeah, just you can do that. You can absolutely start with zero and you can build yourself up to being able to do Now I, I do a lot of other like varied back exercises, uh, at, you know, at your instruction, basically, you know, did you so say urine? Just... I'm sorry. Did you say urine? I'm trying to make a serious point here and <clears throat> you're making bodily functions. <clears throat> you know, 
<laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> You're gonna... Excuse me. Three, two, one. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> like, you can absolutely start at zero and get to where you can do some. That's how you do it. And so, like, the number I did today, I'm pretty proud of. But, like, if I'm doing that same number in, like, two months, I'm not going to be quite as proud with right. it. But, uh, you know, I do a lot of varied uh, back exercises at your instruction, uh, like, you know, like lat poles and low rows and one, you know, single arm, like dumbbell rows and right. stuff like that. But uh, also, I think part of the reason you, you hit on it when you're talking about weight is I've kind of had a renewed focus like this year, uh, you know, the last probably three months about nutrition. And uh, I've, I've lost probably about 12 pounds. I mean, nothing drastic, nothing major. It hasn't been anything like, you know, six pounds in a week. It's been slow to go. But uh, I mean, I think that's because I'm trying Doing to do it the right, right way. But yeah. I think that's part of why is I don't think I've gotten drastically stronger since January 1st. I know I have gotten stronger, right. but not like it's like exponentially stronger, but I'm getting stronger. And at the same time, I'm losing body fat. Yeah. And so it, you know, it just kind of makes sense. The less you weigh, uh, the more you'll be able to pull up, right. you know? Yeah. So, so the simply human tip of the week is, uh, set a go, go find out how many pull-ups you can do and then set a goal. Like if you can do two, set a goal to do five. If you can do 12, set a goal to do 20, whatever it is, like figure out what your, and, and like you can Google like 30 day pull-up program and there's all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, um, like if you, for the for people that can do a pull up, if you can't do a pull up, start with uh, getting to the top of the bar. Like, and I always use like uh, either grip it works fine, um, like pronated or supinated, right? So hands facing you, hands facing away, um, and get to the top of the bar and lower as just as slowly as you can. Get to the bottom of the yeah, movement. Yeah, and then stand that's back what I would up. Do. I, would get a, I would get a bench over there, and I would get like yeah. start in that top movement, and then I would. Uh, you know, I wouldn't like kick the bench out or anything like right. that. But basically, I would just pick my knee, like bend my knees, pick yeah. my feet up off the bench, and I would just slowly and I would try to make it like a count of five. Yeah, if I could, and and, and, and extend you know, that. Then the next, then started, like it was right, yeah. and then like work up to a count of eight and do a count of ten. Like I used to yeah. do this program where you would do a set of three pull ups, but the lowering phase was you would do like a true ten seconds. And then raise up and then do a true 10 second down and raise up. So like the set takes 33 seconds and it's miserably miserable, right? But if you can do that, like that's, that's a, you know, that's, uh, I, I usually couldn't get like the last set, the last rep, you know, like I couldn't pull up just cause I was like so fatigued. You can also, um, so extend and do that like three times and then hold on the last rep, hold like your chin at the top of the bar, like just hold that motion or that, not that motion, but just hold that position as long as you can. And then when it starts to, to get weak, just try to, just try to hang on as long as you can as your arms lower. And then, and then you're down. Uh, bands are really good. A lot of people use bands. Just don't use them to kip. If you can't do pull-ups, don't do kipping pull-ups. Like kipping pull-ups are for people that are really strong. that can do pull-ups that have really, really, really strong shoulder girdles. Because if you try, if you can't do a lot of pull-ups and you, try to do kipping pull-ups, uh, you're just going to destroy your shoulder joint. Um, it's really, really bad for a weak shoulder. It's bad for a strong shoulder. Um, so that's why they're like, I always, I, you know, if you're going to kip, do it very, very, very like limited. 
Um, but yeah, but if you can do pull-ups, just Google 30-day, you know, pull-up program, and there's going to be weighted pull-ups. There's, you know, I did this deal where you do all these, you do as many pull-ups as you can in five minutes, and then you like you put a certain weight on, and and however long it takes you to do 24 reps or whatever it is, like so you do five, you know, with 45-pound weight. And then you rest for a little bit, and then you can do four, and you do that until you get to a certain number of reps. There's just all sorts of different stuff. So the like really just, the just rep- repetition is what the key. kind of what, what all muscles are used in a pull up? I know obviously like the main one is going to be your back muscles, right? Like, well, and yeah, like, like I can feel it like in my forearms, yeah. in my biceps, in my shoulders, uh, even in my abs, because you're basically you're trying to use your entire uh, uh, kind of middle section, your core. To stabilize, it has to be tight yeah. For you to be able to get it all the way up, I mean, you're using a ton of different muscles right. just to do that one particular exercise. Yeah, and yeah, so you you basically hit them. Your forearms grip is is really is really important, uh, and that's another reason why I, I like pull ups is because like like you need to have strong grip. A grip is in it like an important indicator of health. Like think about like if you have a really weak grip. There may be something going on with your health, right? Like the, just for for a number of different reasons. Grip strength is really strong; is really important. Um, so your forearms, your your biceps, uh, yeah, shoulders, rear rear delts, and rear shoulders, like your back, your abs. Like when I would do the sets of like ten seconds down and then one second up, ten second down, one second up, and you're really trying to stay as stable as you can. My abs would be the thing that would be the most sore the next day after that. So you've, if you're not, well, if, I can, I can even tell like right now, like my lower back is like the, not my, I'm not having like back pain, but like my lower back is going to be sore tomorrow. And I didn't do any back stuff except for just these, you know, I did end up doing four sets of pull-ups. Right. That's all I did. And I can tell tomorrow, like yeah. right along, like my waistline, like that lower part of my back, like those muscles are going to be sore. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a true, complete upper body exercise. Right, right. I mean, if you do them right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so do pull-ups. That's the tip of the week. Um, okay, so Rick, we're at 35 minutes. Uh, you should go to uh, healthiq.com slash Simply Human because the Simply Human podcast is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like you get low rates in their life insurance. Uh, just go there. See if you qualify. Learn more. Get a free quote. Um there's science and data involved, Rick. It's crazy. I just imagine Health <laughs> IQ looking like uh, the laboratory in Jurassic Park, like a bunch of people with Newman like, uh, sitting with there Newman. with a uh, Diet Coke or whatever he was drinking. <laughs> you didn't say the magic word. No, that was more like a Pee Wee Herman voice. Yeah, that was weird. But like uh, just a bunch of lab coats and just microscopes and you know a lot of dinosaur eggs sitting around that's what they look like at health iq except minus the dinosaur eggs they're looking at, at they're extracting like dna stuff. from uh mosquitoes that were trapped in sap okay we've all seen jurassic park Mark. have we yeah. have we i think we have actually it's one of the most popular movies in the history of mankind i made a Spaceballs reference yesterday and like nobody nobody got it I'm not that up on my Spaceballs oh, trivia. So you so good. So good. You should rewatch Spaceballs. <laughs> when the guy the uh, the guy that says, we can't stop. It's too dangerous. <laughs> Let's stop this thing. I order you. Rick Moranis. So genius. Oh, so genius. Uh, very quickly, did you watch Saturday Night Live? I did. The Horace sketch? The old man? 
<laughs> that one, yeah. that one made me laugh. If you go to YouTube or something, Bill Hader was the uh, host, and it was basically like I think it was just like a play on like the whole breastfeeding movement. And this really old guy in like a motorized cart just has like. Don't no, ruin it. Just okay, watch okay, sketch. watch this sketch. Yeah. Horus. Horus uh, was the guy's name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's making all these noises. Okay. Anyway. Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Really? Yeah, about that. Why isn't that? Isn't that cool? I love him. He's so great. Um, I love when he does his Italian. Okay, we're rambling. All right, Rick. This, I think we've done it. This is another episode. We, we, we've done it. That's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember. Leans up against the fence. Ugh. And just. Does a Mark Rogers. <laughs> just <laughs> diarrheas all over my backyard. <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourself.